Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We welcome everyone, the young men, women, and God's worldwide ministry. As tonight we have our Bible study We'll be in the book of, I'm trying to think of what book he said, uh, Philippians, the second chapter. I'm sorry. And we thank everyone for joining us as we will be studying out of the book of Philippians tonight with Pastor Nadine Washington out of Philadelphia. So we just thank everybody for joining us tonight. On this call, <clears throat> as we always do on this call, we want to open up with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you once again for letting us come and be a part of your your word tonight, Father God. We thank you for blessing our mind, body, souls, and our spirits, Father God. We thank you for being who you are, what you are, and all that you do in our lives. Most of all, Father God, we thank you for just waking us up this morning, letting us see another glorious day in your kingdom, Father God, to be able to go on and be touched by your finger of love this morning, to strive on, to call on the name of Jesus and let someone know the goodness and the mercy that you have poured out to us, that we will walk in continuously as we walk down our pilgrim path in your kingdom. And Father God, we ask you tonight, Father God, to come down off your throne and come in the midst of your people, Father God. Open up our mind, body, souls, and our spirits that we may receive your word in a mighty and powerful way, Father God, that we may be able to go out and share your word, Father God, that which we embrace tonight, that we may be able to impart it to somebody to give them life and give them life more abundantly. And Father God, we ask you to touch the woman of God tonight and those that are on the line that we may be able to let the word come to pass where it says iron sharpening iron, that we may be able to sharpen each other yes, in a powerful we, way, Father God, that we may be able to pour in and let somebody pour out into us that which we need to walk down this pilgrim path. Father God, we also bind any spirits that may come on this line <coughs> and try to distract us in any form, fashion, or way. Father God, to take our attention mm-hmm. off of what you have brought us into your word to a, to abstain or to receive tonight, mm-hmm. Father God. And Father God, we just thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask the Holy Ghost to arrest anything that's not of you that may come on this line tonight. And we thank you. We praise you and we exalt you, Father God. And we say all these words. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 We thank everyone for joining us. Um, we have an this is an open forum Bible study, so don't be afraid to share the word with us. Whatever God has put on your spirit, as me and the pastor talked earlier, 
There is no wrong answer, so don't worry about it, and there is no stupid questions that, that could be asked. Anything that can empower you to be coming to a more understanding of the Word of God is not crazy or stupid. It just enhances you to be able to receive the true knowledge of what the Word of God is saying. Amen. And we just thank God for that. We also, whew, we're also going to give our announcements, and then we're going to turn it over to Pastor Nadine. But every Monday night on this line, even going into next month, um, you can catch us up here at 8 o'clock. Woo. and come and share in the Word of God. So tell your friends, tell your, your brothers and your sisters, your mothers and your fathers that there's a place where they can just come and sit and be able to share in the Word of God. It ain't about somebody telling you about the Word, but it's a place that you can be told and be able to expound on what you were told that the Holy Spirit needs you to share with us and what you heard. On Wednesday nights, hallelujah, glory to God. This Wednesday at 8 o'clock, we will be closing out our revival. A woman is a gift. So we ask y'all to come join us on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock as we will have Pastor Terry Austin out of Virginia. He will be coming to close out our woman's revival. A woman is a gift. So come and hear this powerful man of God with our host of that revival is no other than Pastor Nadine Washington. So please come join us on Tuesday, on Thursday night. Glory to God. We have our other Bible study, which is our interstate Bible study with all the churches that are part of this ministry. And we ask you all to come join us with Pastor Patricia Charles, and she will be opening up in the book of Genesis, and I think that we'll be moving into Genesis. I need to get my Bible so I can tell you all where we're going to be at. Um, We're going to be in Genesis, I think, 12. And we ask you all to come join us as we venture down in, yeah, we're still in Genesis 12. So we ask y'all to come join us as we move in Genesis 12 tonight. Um, we also that telephone number is the same number as this, but the access code is one three seven four eight two pounds. The access code is 137482-POUND. So we ask you all to come join us at 7.30 on Thursday night on that line. We will have other announcements. We have our other pastor, Pastor Robin Albright, that will be opening up her line on Saturdays, and she will have a youth um conference call at 12 o'clock for all young people, and then she will have a night call at 7 o'clock for all adults. So 
we will get that information to you as she gets ready to open up that line on Saturday. And with that, that is the end of our announcement. We ask you just to join us as the Spirit of God leads you to come and share with us and lift up the name of Jesus in those conference calls. With that, I turn it now over to no other than Pastor Nadine Washington. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight on our, on our Bible study. Joining us on our Bible study, the Genesis, I mean, Philippians chapter 2. Tonight we will go over Philippians chapter 2, which we can divide into four parts. The first part is having the attitude of Christ. Paul first speaks, he says, in verse uh, 1, if there be if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies and mercies. And it go and I I I got from that that Paul being away from the Philippians church at the time asked these key questions in his letter to them, just as he is asking us now. Is your faith encouraging you in your walk with Christ? Is Christ's unconditional love a comfort to you? Do you feel Christ's spirit in the atmosphere when you gather together to fellowship? Is your heart still compassionate and displaying love and comfort for each other? So I ask you now, is your faith encouraging you in your walk with Christ? Would anyone like to um, speak on that? Overseer? Um, where are we at? I, I had to jump off and uh, get somebody. Paul being away from the Philippians church, asked, he asked these um, key questions in verse 1. Is your faith encouraging you in your walk with Christ? Is it still encouraging you? We're in uh, Philippians 2, right? Philippians 2 and 1. 2 and 1, it says, Therefore, if there is any constellation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, of any affection and mercy. Mm-hmm. Is your faith encouraging you in your walk with Christ? Is it still encouraging you? Hello? I'm here. Yeah. Uh, to answer the question, our faith in Christ should encourage our walk with him. But in the absence of your spiritual leader, what'd you say? I'm asking, in the absence of your spiritual leader, is your faith still encouraging you? You're asking as a spiritual leader? Yes, Paul was asking away from the Philippians, and he needed to find out whether they still had faith or they still walking in faith. Well, was it still encouraging them in their walk where they still abide by the word of God? 
Well, well I, I think that you are presenting it a little different. <laughs> um, if we read from if we read from one to four, consolation consolation means encouraging. Right. I think that it'll give us. I think it'll give us a better understanding because okay, therefore, if there's any con- constellation in Christ. Okay, mm-hmm. if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, of any affection and mercy, fulfilled mm-hmm. by joy, by being like-minded and having the same love and being of one accord and of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in mm-hmm. loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. And let mm-hmm. each of you love out of not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. And I think that that has really lifted us up because this is the same mindset that was in Christ Jesus that we have obtained. Because the Bible says have the same mind that is in Christ Jesus. So mm-hmm. as, as we embrace that mindset of Christ Jesus, it has empowered us to have a zeal to want to be like him. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, letting us know one thing. Oh, go ahead, brother, if you want to say something. Is this, that, is this overseer talking? Hey, man, that's yeah. overseer. Uh, yeah, that's over, this is overseer. <laughs> yeah. Um, overseer, you, you, you sort of got away from uh, the question that uh, the pastor, uh, Washington, was asking. She was asking a personal question. Is our faith in is our faith Encouraging us, you know, that was the question. You know, no disrespect, but that was the question. I hear you. I hear you. I, I heard that question, but you know, the thing that got me. Can okay. I cut in, gentlemen? Huh? Can I cut in, gentlemen? Oh yeah, you can. Huh? It. Go ahead. <laughs> it says, <laughs> it, 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 it says, if I read it in another one. Okay, I'm reading the living, the New Living Translation. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Is your faith encouraging you in your walk with Christ? You understand? So that, that's where my question is coming from. Is Christ's unconditional love a comfort to you? Any comfort? Is there any comfort from his love? Because do you feel Christ's spirit in the atmosphere when you gather together to fellowship? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Right. Uh, and is there any fellowship? Is, do you feel any, the spirit of Christ when y'all come together? Do you still feel it? Because, remember, Paul is away from the church. He's away from the Philippians, and he needs to know whether they are still walking and abiding in the word of God, whether they are still Amen. Well, what Paul what Paul is saying here, he is talking about are they still in unity with each other in his absence? And is the Spirit of Christ still uniting them to walk in unity with one another? And I think that when we come together in a body of Christ, uh, 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 that we are united because of our faith. And, and through the unity of our faith of one another in Christ Jesus. Okay. Look, Paul, Paul wanted to know. That's why he he put this 
he, he ran it all together, but it's really, if you, if you look at it, you can actually get four questions out of it because he wanted to know were they still being encouraged by their faith in their walk with Christ? Uh, do they still feel that unconditional love is coming from from God to them? Are, are, are they being encouraged? Are they still gathering together? Are they still fellowshipping with one, one another? He wanted to be, is their heart still compassionate? And is or are they still displaying love to each other? Uh, overseer, what I, what, what I hear uh, Pastor Washington is saying is uh, from another translation other than what the uh, King James is saying. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's saying, it's saying the same thing, but the, with the King James Version gives you the impression that Paul... It's encouraging, but this part here in my Bible talks about the humility. They, yeah, that's what mine is talking about, humility. Yeah. Humility is it's to it's humility. What you say, Pastor? What you saying over here? Oh. I said mine says it's talking about the same thing, the unity through humility. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and to, to, to feel, now we, we both know, well, we all know, I, I hope that we all do know, that humility, like humble humility, is, is strength being harnessed, or power being harnessed. That, that as he talks about loving one another, putting, putting someone before yourself, it's, you know, I understand what the pastor is saying about or is the word of God encouraging you to do these things? I understand. I understood that part. You know, I have a, I have a a, 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 a contemporary English translation. Amen. Amen. You know, and you know that they they they, they have been um, dissected from uh, from the King James. They are, they are the interpretation of the King James. You know, there's many of, of interpretations nowadays. But I understand what the pastor is asking. You know, she's asking, is 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 it? You know, she's asking us, is the, is is our faith in Christ uh, encouraging us to be encouraged or to be 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 uh, encouraged and to and to be have the fortitude and have the joy of the of the Lord that that we that we are happy to be Christians that that we are uh, 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 overwhelmed to do the work. Amen. I, I agree. I think it is. I know for me it is. I, I, I'm only to speak for me. Sorry. personal answer for me. It does. As a wretch as I've been, I I have to let the word encourage me through my faith by my reading by reading my word and and books, the books that coincide that coincide with the word, you know, and in my daily walk, I have to walk this walk prayerfully because uh, I could start leaning to my own understanding, which could take me definitely away. So I have to let the word encourage me. I have to let my faith in God uh, 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 resonate in my body, in my mind, and in my spirit to keep me going straight. 
Okay. Well, I'll jump in there and say this. Um, for me, and I feel that what my faith produces what has been the product to encourage me in my faith in Christ Jesus. Because because we can have faith, but we have to have something that that faith produces that brings about that encouragement to encourage me more and more. And and the more things that I have faith that I know God has done in my life, it encourages me more in the faith that I have in me. Because now I know, as the Bible tells me, there's nothing that God can't do. Right. Amen. Right. So, so when we look at anything, when we look at anything, we, and, and, and now, some people may want to say what they want to say, but the reality is that we are encouraged, and, our, and the beginning of our encouragement comes from the production of what faith has presented to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because just like everybody has faith in, in Michael Jordan, you know, the first time that he won a championship. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But imagine the people that had faith in him the, the, the first time that he went to the championship and they thought he was going to win, but he lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They started, they fired faith got questioned the next time when the next year that they went back again, but then when they won and then they won again, it produced more faith in people following Michael Jordan and they were going to win a championship because the faith started seeing the product of what it was producing. And that's the same thing that happens with us in the body of Christ. That 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 as as our faith in God and and we have faith in different things that we want done or or we ask Him to do and we see them we see them come to fold. It empowers the faith that we have in Him to a point that we know we can we'll never question what He can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be diverse. What about when? The Lord don't do what we that that, that uh, we think he, he should do, or what we or what we have faith that he that he will do. Because uh, <laughs> as, 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 I got I got an answer for that one. Biblical <laughs> word says now faith. It says now I'm talking about right now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But what but what is what is grace? Grace is what the Lord is doing on the inside of us. That is the evidence of we're showing it on the outside. All right. So you know, grace, grace. We have we have we have faith when we see evidence. So when we when we see evidence, you know, we, we no, but that's that. We see evidence and stuff. We say, okay, I can believe in that. But what about and there's what what, the, what what biblically faith is the substance of things hoped for. Remember, faith and hope runs together, and the evidence of things not yet seen or not seen. It was a good illustration uh, over here about Michael Jordan, but 
the thing of it is, is that when God say no. But then, but then when, when God says no, and I, I want to go back to, to the other part that you said about grace. What is grace? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. That's biblical. That's the, that's the biblical. You yourself that's said. And, we, 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 and, and that's what we live at in the biblical of what God says faith is. But faith yes. is what, I mean, I mean, grace. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. And mm-hmm. through his grace that, that he gave us, that we did no works, we did nothing for it, no, but uh, to walk in the favor of God, that the things that are produced out of us is through God's favor. That's, that's, Bishop, you said, but I said, and, and, and the, the grace of God works in us, and the evidence of his grace shows out of us, it shows amen. in our life. The same amen. way the evidence of faith of hope. Amen. Because remember, faith, faith and hope is a combining that mechanism that, that brings forth evidence. Amen, gentlemen. Amen. <laughs> and we're not. I'm not trying to take us away from no, from our no. topic, from your lesson. But I just yeah, want to say. Yeah. I want to say one more thing. And sure. he asked. He asked a question. And when God says no about something that we we want done, and we don't see it, does it dwindle our faith? No, it doesn't. But we understand that it might not be in the plan that God had for us. Because over over in Jeremiah, he let us know I have a plan. And he had a plan for us. He said our lives. Our lives, our lives don't belong to us. So being that they don't belong to us, we grow. Now, I'm not saying when I was a new convert, I understood that. But as I started to grow, I understood that there's some things that I might want and have faith that God will bring it, and it doesn't show up, it's because that's not what God wanted for me. Because it's not what I want. He puts the desires in me of what I need and what I want. But I had to grow. I had to grow, I had to, grow. I had to, grow to that place. I, I wasn't there when I was a new convert. I wasn't there. I, I got upset. But as I grew in the Word and I started growing, I started understanding that, that my life don't belong to me, it belongs to him. Amen. Amen. Yes. Are you all right? Uh, am I back on? Yeah, you're back. We're back to the teacher. Okay. <laughs> that, 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 Thank that, you, brother. Let me close our first one. See, Paul, we'll, 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 I'll try to make it as simple as we can. Paul was in prison. Paul was in prison. He was away from the, um, uh, the Philippians church. So, here, when he said this one verse, the, um, the first verse, he broke it down into four parts. And he was asking them, and I'm asking everyone, is your faith, how is your faith, is your faith still encouraging you in your walk? Even though you're, Christ, even though your spiritual leader is no longer there with you, is Christ's love unconditional, is the love do you still feel love for God, um, for Christ? Do you still is it still comforting you, even though you don't have your spiritual leader here to keep speaking into your life? Um, do you still feel Christ's spirit and atmosphere? Do you still feel like God is right there inside of, inside of their church, even though Paul's no longer there? Do you? Because I know people that when their pastor's not there, they don't go to church. 
They actually do not go to church. So I'm going to ask you, do you still feel fellowship? Do you feel, do you still feel Christ's spirit in the air when you walk into their church? He, he wanted to know, do they still feel it? Do they still, do they still gather in the fellowship and, and with the Lord Jesus Christ in his absence? He wants to know, do they have compassion? Are they still loving each other, treating each other right in his absence? And then I said this, and I believe that we as pastors need to ask our members today these four questions. They need to be asked to find out what is really in our members' minds and where it is that our congregation's hearts really lie. Let us think about this as pastors and members. Um, would someone like to read verse 2? Philippians um, 2 and 2. Oh, I'll read me. it. If no one has it, I'll read it. Fulfill, um, the King James says, Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. So I took that to be the Paul, being the spiritual leader of the Philippians, he needed reassurance. He was in prison, and he needed the reassurance concerning how things were going um, there at the church. And even though our our circumstances nowadays, even though we're not in prison, our circumstances spiritually might not be as severe as Paul's was, we as pastors today, we definitely, we still need to have that reassurance that our congregation can and will come together as one. Even in our absence, we still need to be sure that they will gather together, they will eat, that they will even come to church so that they can worship, praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and receive his word, because that might be the day that the word that's being preached, might, might, it might be the day that might can mean life and death to you. That word, that word, that whoever preaches, if your pastor's not there, whoever your pastor assigned to preach, that word could mean life and death to you, because it might speak something they do that you really needed to hear. And you didn't come, or because your pastor, pastor Paul's not there anymore, um, you're not going to church. So I asked, I asked, I asked you. I said, um, it says, um, how many of y'all, when the pastor's go on vacation, they don't go to church? How many of you? How many of you, when your pastor's away, you play? May I say something? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Okay. The Word of God said we are the church, right? He said to give a shepherd of his own heart to lead and guide his people. Right? What I'm trying to say, as, as leaders, you have to make sure your congregation is able to stand even if the, the pastor is not there. Because mm-hmm. you yeah. go through a situation at 12 midnight, you can't call your pastor. You've got to call on God. Amen. You know? Amen. It's about relationship. It's not so much about the building or whether the pastor is there or not. It's all about your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what Paul was saying in the beginning in verse one. Even though he's not there, you should sing congregation you should be able to carry on. You should be you should be it should be instilled in you enough the word of God that you should still be able to carry on. Mm-hmm. Well the thing well the thing, that, well the thing that happens is that we get 
and we, we go back to, and thank you, uh, Lady Carol. The thing, the thing about it is that we go back to one thing that happens is that we get caught up in man instead of getting mm-hmm. caught up in Amen. God. Amen. And, and we, we start worshiping that man that comes mm-hmm. before us every Sunday and every Sunday, and we become mm-hmm. a part of his membership, and we come coming, and now it's about him. Now, if he don't come, mm-hmm. oh, I ain't going. Uh, 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 Pastor Nadine is preaching. Oh, I don't want to hear her. I, I, I'll come back when Pastor come back next Sunday. Mm-hmm. But, see, those are not people that are rooted and grounded in God because it ain't about who it is. It's about the word of God that's going to be spoken through that person. Because God will use any vessel. He says, the Bible says, I have no respect of persons that whoever he brings before us to bring his word. He said one thing about his word. My word shall not return to me void, but accomplish what I please in the place that I send it, and it shall prosper. It ain't about the person. Amen. And we get caught up in people and not getting caught up in the spirit of the word of the, of the living God. Amen. And that's what it's about. And that's why people don't come and, 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 and come to church and this one. Oh, she preaches. Even as a pastor. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but when it's God, I'm telling you, when it's God, and I see it happen. People didn't come because the preacher wasn't in there, and then they thought the preacher was going to be there, and that same person they didn't see had to step up because the preacher couldn't, because the pastor couldn't make it, and they had to hear that word from that person anyway. Mm-hmm. And, I'm yeah, trying, yeah. and if you want to know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about me. I had a pastor that, <laughs> that, that, that did that to me and said, oh, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. And I had to open up a revival, and... When I got there, it was just the next day. It was just the people that knew me and the people that followed me that was in the church. Well, that Saturday, he was supposed to, he was supposed to preach. His whole congregation was in the church, and he had to be. And, and something happened that they called me up and they asked me to get a word. Amen. You know what I'm saying? God, when God works, God is gonna make sure that His word gets packed both full to those that he need to hear it. Amen. And, and that's exactly what I was trying to point that I'm, I'm trying to put a call across is that, you know, Paul feels that even in his absence, you as the church that he, the church that he had founded, you should still be able to carry on. You should still be able to carry on. It ain't about me being there, but I'm concerned about it. That's why I'm writing you from prison. Because I need, I need to find. I have to. I need to be reassured. I need the reassurance that you are still carrying on, because the church is within you. It's not. It's not because of me. The church is within you, so you still should be able to worship God. Because when you go outside the four walls of the church, you're going to worship God. When you're sitting in your bedroom, you're going to worship God. This is God that. The Holy Spirit is within you, so I'm, I'm, I just, I'm asking as concerned Pastor, as concerned spiritual leaders, that are you still doing the things? Are you still abiding in the Word of God? Are you still letting the Word of God encourage you? Are you still coming together as one to fellowship? Because fellowship and fellowship and by yourself, 
You can yes, you can fellowship late at night, two and three in the morning by yourself. The fellowship and coming together, you need to come together with one or two or a group of people to fellowship. This the fellowship of the word of God. You need to so you don't be agreeing with just yourself. That's why you don't need this one. Because see, we can sit there, we can pray, and everything else. But we agree. It's just if it's just us, we're disagreeing with ourselves. And see, that other person might not agree with you because it might not be right. So you need someone there. It says when two, one or two or one or two are joined together. As one, and Paul needed to be assured that his congregation was still going strong. In verse three, I'm sorry, did someone want to speak? In verse three, would anybody like to read? Continue, continue, continue. Go ahead. No, you can speak. Go ahead. No, no, I don't want to break the chain of thought. Go for it. Okay. Um, would anyone like to read verse 3? Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness yeah. of mind, and let each esteem others better than himself. Amen. You're the King James Version. Hey, Joe. I mean, even in the King James Version, it's self-explanatory right there. And, yeah. and it says that nothing be done through selfish ambition. I should not want to do nothing selfish to you because of the ambition that I want to be. You you up under the path, and I want to move you because of the ambition I have. I want to move you out of the way. I should not want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I should not let my ambition, my self-ambition, want to conceive itself to move you out of the way. But I should let God promote me to be in the position that I need to be in. You know what I'm saying? But we got people that will, due to their ambition, they will do everything to bring you down so they can get your position. There's an old song. There's an old song that they used to sing, the old days. That they smile in your face every time they're going to take your place, the backstabbers. And you always got people. Uh, oh, huh? See the old days alone. <laughs> um, I came up with um that Paul felt that um we have to stop being we have to stop being selfish. We have to stop being selfish. Stop trying to impress others because we want to be seen. Instead, we we should be humble. We should humble ourselves and do as our Lord and Savior does. Show others love and try to help them when they're down. Not kick them. Not kick them, try to help them. Okay. Uh, anyone uh, felt like this about themselves before? Or do you still, is there anyone that still do feel like they are selfish? They do work in the church and look what I did. They want to boast about it. Look, look. Look what I did. They said do everything. And, and, and no, that says um, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. Let nothing be done. Don't work in the church and you can brag about it. Don't do it so you can brag about it. It ain't about what you did. Did you do it did you do it for the Lord or did you do it so somebody can say, Look what Nadine did? Oh. I know that person because I was that person at one time. I know that person well. I did it better than her. Yet he over there, um, they praising her. 
I had to step back and see the big picture. Did I do it for me or did I do it for the Lord? That's what I call it. Don't get a big head. Don't get a big head about it. Okay. Uh, excuse me. What, what Paul really was saying here that uh, came into my spirit, you remember when Jesus said, said uh, when they tempted Jesus about what is the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And the second all one that with all thy heart and all thy strength and with all yeah. thy might. Okay. Yeah. And, but this is the second one. This is to love your neighbor as yourself. This is, Paul just said it sort of like in a different way. Uh, the world says, uh, 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 I want for my brother what I want for myself. You know, the world says it like that. You know, that means that if you want a new car, see me with one too. But the fact of it is, is that he just said it in a different way. You know, uh, the Bible that I have, it says, uh, word of the Lord. We in, uh, I'm gonna read. It says, now make, now it says, make, now make me completely happy. Live in harmony by showing love for one another. It says, be united in what you think, as if you were only one person. That's verse 2. We're in verse 3. All right. I'm, I'm going to it because the way this Bible reads. <laughs> like I, like, I apologize. I've said many times before, the Bible is not written in verses. This is man's way of, of doing it. The Bible okay. is a letter. Okay. Uh, it says here, it says, do not be. Jealous or pride, but be humble and consider and, con- and consider others more important than yourselves. You know, Amen. Then it, goes, and then it goes on to verse four, which you, you're not there yet, but but it, 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 it's, it's cohesive in the whole thing. It says, "Show." Remember, Jesus said some of the stuff that Paul is saying right now. He's saying they will know you by the love that you have for one another. They'll know that you're my disciple. And so he's saying the same thing. You know, in his absence from them, they long seen, you know, you know, and the thing of it was, he was encouraging them, that, you know, that in my absence, keep doing what you were doing. You know, consolation, his consolation was that, in Christ, I'm not there, but in Christ, Christ is always there, and the Holy Spirit is there with you. Amen. You know, so I'm not there. And he said, keep keep in humility. Be on one accord. Be like-minded, you know. He's he, he given not only this church that, he's given many other churches the same encouragement. Mm-hmm. But remember... I'm not going to try to get ahead of you, but this church here was the ones that sent him the money. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were very charitable and looking out for his welfare. They even mm-hmm. sent people to take care of him. Mm-hmm. So you know, so this was this was this this was a pet church for him. You know, like Bishop called a uh, a uh, 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 pastor number one son. Yeah. Well, this is number one church to him. Amen. Yeah, you know, 
because that's that's the favor that they found in him, and that's the favor he found in them. This is his child. This is this is his uh, 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 first baby church. You know. No. Amen. Amen. Verse four. Uh, before you go on the four, sure. If you, I like to just share this. Mm-hmm. Read the other part. It says, "But in my Bible, it says, but in loneliness of mind, that each esteem others than themselves." <laughs> and that's why the Word of God tells us that we should edify and lift each other up daily. Mm-hmm. That's what the word says. We should edify and lift each other up daily, because yeah. because ain't none of us no greater. When even when the apostles oh. ask Jesus, "Who's the greatest?" You know mm. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Amen. There was not one that could be picked out that could be the greatest because we are all great. Amen. In Christ Jesus, you know what I'm saying? But. <laughs> Another part that 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 I just want to share with you all is over in Galatians, the sixth chapter, and around the uh, um, ninth verse, and it says, "And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart." Therefore, we have opportunities. Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of of Christ. Of faith, and and, and 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 that that lets us know that ain't none of us in, in the house of God greater than nobody else, but we all are there to help one another. Mm-hmm. And when we help one another, we can move in the greatness of who Christ Jesus is in us. But the Bible says, "Greater is He is in you." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't break each other down, but we build each other up. Amen. Amen. Yeah, uh, in, in the Bible that I'm reading, the uh, English Contemporary, it says that as believers that we should be so on court, on, on court with each other that we should we, we should be a mechanism that that thinks alike. You know that we it says it says uh, that we should we should have one mind, and that mind should be on Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, on Christ Jesus, and almost saying in every in every aspect, what would Jesus do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know, it's just what it says here. But we 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 when we travel down, we're gonna see why I said that. It's gonna the Bible's gonna answer us in about two more verses. <laughs> and and that's why I said, gentlemen, that and we should humble ourselves, just as the Lord Jesus Christ did. Amen. Love and try to help them when they are down. We should try to help everyone, not just ourselves. All right. <coughs> in, oh. in verse four, it goes on to say that, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Here again, Paul's talking about you being selfish. Stop being selfish, making it about you. Looking only to do for you, be there for you. Paul wanted us as children of the Most High God, that, so he wanted us to, to help others. 
We should feel, we should, as children of God, we should feel the need to be there for others. This is God is there for us every time, all the time. He might not be there as we want to be, but he's there for us all the time, every time. And we have to stop thinking about ourselves. He has to see at one time there were um, there was some division in, in the um, Philippians church. So Paul had to put this in here to cover the division that came about. It was some division amongst them, and he had to tell them, stop being selfish. Maybe um, it might have been a pastor or maybe someone at that time that would minister to him. Everybody gets, people get big heads. That's people sitting in a room and people sitting up on the pulpit. They get big heads. So he had to remind us that we as children of God, we should, we should feel the need to help and be there for others. Not do it, do it just for doing it, but we should, it should be right there in our hearts that we should do for others, help others, be there for others, just as God is there for us. Every time you're at a point, that at thumb that points at us and points for, point, one finger points forward and the thumb points back at us, we have to always keep that in mind. Because it's always about, you always got your say, you always talk about over here with that person did. But come back to you. Come back to you. Come back to you with your selfish self. Stop helping you and help others. Because God says that we are to help others first, then we are to help ourselves. The word says, or answer the question, are we being there for others as God has been there and still is being there for us? And that was well, verse four, two and four. All right. Um, and this right here. Yeah. All right. This is still a part of uh, the humility. Now, technically, mm-hmm. when you read it, Paul is telling them to dig deeper in their pockets to help Jerusalem. You know, because the church in Jerusalem had 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 really broke themselves, taking care taking care of the poor, uh, those that didn't speak the same language and things. This message of humility here. Is to dig deeper to help out others, and the others he basically was talking about was the church in Jerusalem. Because and where, 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 where are y'all at? Huh? What what one are y'all at? We're still in four. We're still in four. Two and four. Well, I'm I'm I've done a yeah. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And I, that's why I read that that scripture out of uh, Galatians um, six and um, nine. Nine. That's why I read that because. But I understand what you what, what the man of God is saying. You know. Amen. Yeah. This is. It lets us know on how we need to be today in the body of Christ. You know, we think because 
you ride up in a, in a big Cadillac or Mercedes Benz that you got money, and sometimes them people ain't got no money. <laughs> Man, Come on, I, I, I'm telling you, some of them people need help. You know what I'm saying? They got the car, they got the fancy car, but they don't have the fancy lifestyle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody yeah. might have gave them that car. You know, you hear about Juanita Bond and some of these other people, they just give people Mercedes Benz, and sometimes they give you a car that you can't afford. And okay. <laughs> yeah. This is, think of others as you think yourself. It was really saying, you're eating, you're drinking, you know, and there's others that you know about that is not eating and drinking. That's right. As good as you. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this here, and uh, it talks about the one mindset. He's saying stay, staying humble, because you have to, mm-hmm. you have to look at uh, Pastor. You got to look at this whole, the the the, the, the whole all of this matter. All right, that Paul is encouraging them. Why is he encouraging them? Because he know he might don't make it back to them. All right, and that there are the only church. That that was that they're the only congregation that took care of him in his ministry and his journey, and they not only took care of him, they also sent benevolence to Jerusalem, and he's encouraging them to keep that up. Stay humble. Amen. Stay humble within your giving. Stay like-minded in your giving. Do and believe that there's others that are not that that doesn't that's not as fortunate as you is. Amen. And, 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 and when you and when you dig in your pocket, think of them also. Amen. That's what the Lord put in my spirit about this. It says that, that esteem others over yourself. All right, I got money in my pocket. They ain't got none, so that's on them. No, let me let me be charitable. Mm-hmm. That's the encouragement. That's Amen. the encouragement to be charitable. The, the, you know some people. You know you know some people because this was a this was a a, a well-to-do church, and they they were benevolent. But he's here. The Lord is saying he was telling them to dig deeper and to think about the other believers that didn't have. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because they gave out of out of out, out of the, not out of sparing, but they didn't spare. Because remember in Acts, they didn't spare anything. They stole houses, land, and everything to take care of the poor. Mm-hmm. And they went broke. And this is about being charitable and, and, and esteeming others, thinking about other folks that is not as fortunate as yourself. Because Amen. they was all right there. They, they was all right in, 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 in uh, uh, Philippians. The Philippian church was all right. But he, he's talking about dig deeper. It's telling them to dig deeper and think of those people that don't have. Esteem them as just as you esteem yourself. You know, think Amen. of them and, and, and what they don't have. And, 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 and this is still part of being, you know, being humble and, and, and well-rounded, you know, and, and likewise in Christ because it talks about, well, it goes down, you'll go further than and you've been on and you and you already at. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, We're going to move on to verse 5. I'm going to ask my spiritual daughter to read it for me. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
That was in the NIV version. Yeah. Uh, and then Paul. Let me make a suggestion. Let her read a little further down because it's a whole thought there. Not, yeah, yeah. You can't just read that one part. That one okay. part. Is... Yes. You heard the gentleman. Read a little further down for me, honey. Okay, I'll start again at five. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Amen. Amen. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. What was that? The ultimate sacrifice. Yes, it is. Yes, it was. The ultimate sacrifice, that's where you get that he's telling them to dig deeper in their pockets. Because of the, the, they even use Christ as an example, that he made the ultimate sacrifice. And that's what he's asking of them, to make the ultimate sacrifice, to dig deeper. So it always no. hurts, but to dig deeper. Uh, I no. I'm see, do you see what I'm saying here? I see what you're saying, but it, it adds. It adds. He talked about the six steps of servant of servanthood, and he made the sacrifice to come down here, and and he was showing us right there that how he made a sacrifice to give up his divine nature right, of, exactly. of who he was. And then the second part, he emptied himself of any right mm-hmm. to, to his divineness. He, he emptied himself of anything of being divine, but humbled himself to become as a man. Um, yeah. And then he turned around and he became a servant. He didn't come here to be served, but he came here to serve. And this Amen. is regardless. And, and and what is saying that that's the same mind that we should have that Christ Jesus walked in that we are not here to be served but we are here to serve those that are are beneath us that that need to grow to become servants of God. Um, he turned around and he was obedient to the point of death that that he humbled himself that he would take on the same nature as man to live and to die in the flesh. Yes. In in five, God, God it's talking about our mindset, (laughs) that how we, um, God wanted us to change our way of thinking. He wanted us to strive to think more like him. And, And yes, it can be hard, that if we strive and practice this new way of thinking, God shows in his word that we can do it. Yes, it also talks about being able to help the church in Jerusalem, yes. But it also, Paul is talking right now to the Philippians where he wants them to have a change of mind. He wants them to keep thinking on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't don't just fall away. And, and, and it, all, it all comes back to he's not there. And just as a worried parent, Paul's a worried parent. He has no children, but he's a worried parent right now. 
And he's telling them to strive, to strive to live as the word tells you to do. Keep on striving. Keep on walking in the word, just like you were doing when I was there. He's still concerned. He's still that concerned parent. He's still that concerned spiritual leader. He's still that pastor that we ought to be today. But we ought to be concerned about our congregations. You know, he's still that. You know, when, even though we have a congregation and, yes, a congregation might fill the building or it might not, but when they walk out that building, our concern still should be for them. These are the people that God has given us. God has given us that, that we are the lead. We are the leading sheep. Amen. He has given, he has, he has given us. He has given us that commandment to lead his sheep, and we have to think on these things. We have to make sure that their, their, their mind changes. They see because they come in. Some people only come to church one day a week on Sunday. They don't come to church on Wednesday. So you got to see them and seal them up because you have to carry them through the week. You have to carry. You have to pray for them. You have to lay lay prostrate for them. But you got to show them that they got to change their mind. They got to keep thinking on God, not on the way of the world, not on the way of people, but the way of God. And this is what Paul kept stressing about that change in mind, that way of walking, keep God on your mind. He was that concerned parent. Yes, he read for us, um, she read all the way down to eight, um, eight, and it says, I said, Jesus came to earth in the form of a man, and although he was still God, he did not use his deity to be equal with God while he was here on earth. He humbled himself, and and he's asking the um, Philippians to humble themselves. Humble yourselves. While I'm away, yes, I hear people say, hey, y'all say that about the man, the person. But that man, the person, was, might have been the only God at that point that, he, that he, they, um, they've seen. Just like you, you say when um, they're on um, Facebook, that, um, some of the posts that go up about um, God, the Christian posts, that might be the only Bible people see. You understand? So, um, yes. We have to humble ourselves. This is Jesus did when he came down here in the flesh of a man. He humbled himself on earth. He okay. didn't try to blow it up and make himself look uh, I'm God's son. You got to follow me. No, he didn't do that. He lived as a human being on this earth while he was on this earth. But yet he lived as a human being, but he did not live as the world lived. And that is what God was saying. He does not want us to live as the world says. As Romans, I can't remember the exact verses, but it says that we are to live in the world but not be of it. Amen. Yes, here right here, Jesus, he came down and he lived in a body. His spirit lived in a body, but he did not take one the ways of the world. And Paul's telling them, listen, this is Jesus did it. He reminded them, this is Jesus did it. You can do it too. Don't take on the ways of the world. Amen. Keep Amen. on walking to the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep on studying his words. Keep on letting him encourage you. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. We have a, we have a word from the chat room. 
And um, Pastor Perez says, we must be a living example. There are a lot of people watching us. And and he is so right that that we we are always under the microphone glass, that people are always watching us because we call ourselves children of God, and we walk, and we have to walk in the image of Christ Jesus and not just say out of our mouth with a word, but we have to show the actions. Amen. And that's why it tells us to show the same mindset as him, because when we walk in the mindset, we will operate. Oh, hallelujah. We will operate daily in our walk as people seeing Christ in you. Mm-mm-mm. And not just the words and that's not just the words you speak out of your mouth. Because anybody can, anybody can speak the word of God, but can you live it? Amen. And a little bit farther down over here, and a little bit farther down, Paul's going to talk about that too. Can you live it? Amen. Are you just faking and tape? In verse 7, which was already read, Jesus did not allow his divine privileges to be glorified. He didn't show off. He did not do it as the Pharisees. He didn't go around bragging. When, when Jesus performed the miracle, he told them not to tell anybody. He didn't ask anyone to tell what he did. He did not. Instead, he positioned himself as a humble slave and was born into this world as a human being in human form. All the miracles that he performed, he did not look for any gratitude for it. He did not look for reward for it. He was Jesus. I am God's son. But he didn't sit there and keep going over and over um, he, he proclaimed the word of God. He proclaimed the good news. The good news is telling us how we should how we should survive, how we should go about this walk, this crazy walk. It's, it's become crazy. And even though he was in human form, the spirit of God still spoke to him. How many of us know how to be humble or can we be humble? Okay. Well, uh, we want to wel- we welcome Pastor uh, Perez here joining us on the call. Amen. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I am enjoying this um, this uh, this program today, and I am just rejoicing in my heart and in my spirit just listening to this sister speak. Um, this is a topic that. Uh, Precisely yesterday, I started speaking on, and I have a Facebook page, and I posted something on Facebook, and it and I posted because what I wrote on Facebook is it was because I am seeing so many Christians, so many brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, they could be overseers, they could be pastors, they could be bishops, they could be missionaries, they could be whoever, but they follow in Christ, but are not, I repeat, are not living according to the word of God. Amen. You see, you can preach the word, you could preach the word, you can teach the word, but you must always, at all times, keep in mind that the best preaching you can give 
is your life with your example in your daily life. Okay, because there is there is a multitude of people watching us. They are watching every step that we make. They watch our attitudes. They watch the way we speak. They watch the way we associate with other people. Um, we are a light. We are the light in the middle of darkness. So Amen. what example as Christians are we giving? Amen. You know, where are we standing? What type of example are we giving as ministers of God? Are we living a holy life the way the scripture is said? Or are we just pretending to be something that we really are not? Amen. Can I can I can I interject on that? Yes. Oh, uh, this is Overseer Carpenter. Um what has happened to us in the body of Christ? And and leadership, and I'm I'm gonna talk about leadership right now where we are at, is that Amen. we have we have we have we have slightly stepped out of walking in the mind of Christ Jesus and walking in our own mind to those that we see on TV, those that we see that have these big churches that we want to emulate them instead of emulating the one that is over them. Can Amen. I go out again? We want to emulate them and be like them because of what they got, okay, instead of emulating the one that gave them what they got. Amen. And, and, and we have to understand that, that it's not about what they got. It's about how they went through to get what they got because they were emulating the one that gave it to them. Mm-hmm. And our main, our main focus should be, Christ Jesus. It, 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 it's Christ Jesus. That, that's, the, that's the main focus. Um, sometimes we are rushing and we have this rush of, of getting a mega, uh, a mega church or a mega ministry. No, no, no. Let's focus in Christ Jesus. Let's, let's, let's go out there and let you, let's just preach the gospel to those that are in need. And you know what? Thinking about it, the first people that we should preach the gospel to is to our own people, to our own family. Let our family say about us. Okay? What are children, what are our children saying about us? Or what are our grandchildren are saying about us? You see, our own family. Our own family can testify how we are standing before God. You see, it's like a it's, it's like a, a, a sword. It's like a sword, a double a double sword. You see, our own family can be against us, like they can also be for us. You see, Amen. they can be a, they can be our first enemy, right? But they can also testify who we are. Not so long ago, I remember uh, my youngest son, I have four children, and for the glory of God, I I have raised my children in church, and I I teach them the word of God. And one, my son, my youngest son, my 16-year-old son, I remember that I told my son, you know what, Um, when you, whenever you know, you get married, when you get older and you get married, you have children, don't ever, ever lose your focus in God. If you move somewhere else, you know you must congregate and have a pastor. My son told me, Mom, 
Honestly speaking, I have a problem in trusting other pastors. And I asked my son why. Why does he have that issue? And he says, Mom, because I see your example. I see that you are real. I see that you take God seriously. But there are too many out there that are giving a bad example, and that is sad. When my son said that to me, it just broke my heart completely. It broke my heart completely. We are in a competition. There's too many. There's too many out there. They're all in competition, like the brother said. You know, we want to be like so-and-so. Listen, the blessing that so-and-so has, that's that person's blessing. Whatever that person has right now, you don't know what that person went through. You don't know what the brother went through, what the sister went through to have the blessing that he has. Amen. You know, we have, we have to fight for our blessings. If we want, if we want to, to be in a, a, in, in a certain type of position, we have to fight for our blessing. We can get it legit, not to imitate. Because you see, what imita- imitation does not last, but what is legit lasts. And if it's from God, believe me, that will still stand. And, Amen. Amen. Um, I just want to comment on something. Um, our focus, really, um, our focus as Christians, as Paul said, and in, in, uh, what what is that? Uh, Romans, what's it? Romans seven fourteen. Romans seven fourteen. He say that it is no longer. He talks about that he see two things. He say I see two. Two spirits warring my members. It says, but he says, thank God that is no longer I. He says, it's the sin that dwells in me. But he says, thanks, thanks be to God for Jesus. You know, regardless of what elevation that you have, you still have a, a war, a war in your mind to do the right thing and to, and to, and to hold fast to, 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 the, to the truth. Amen. If we die, because I tried, and, I, and my, my confession is that, Lord, let me not be a phony or a hypocrite like I once was. You know, I, my focus is on the Holy Spirit leading and guiding me, not me trying to do anything. Because mm-hmm. if we gave out, if we if we have surrendered truthfully, and we the Spirit leads us, because otherwise we're going to lean to our own understanding and get it wrong every time. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a spiritual a spiritual walk that needs to be spiritually discerned. And mm-hmm. we know we we know if we have truly been saved, what what the word of God says, because that's what. That's what's going to come to mind, because that means that his word don't come back, boy, because if we get it in us, it's going to come out of somewhere. It's going to come out when when, when temptation comes. He'll build up a standard in what? His word. In his word. Because Paul right here preaching to them Jesus. Jesus preached the kingdom. He preached Jesus to them right here, which was the message, the good news that got him converted. He's coming whole fast to it. Why? Because he, the same Jesus, the same Jesus 
came came down, found no reputation for himself, humbled himself, mm-hmm. and gave himself. Amen. Yes, then, and that's the same. Now we have the Holy Spirit. It don't hover over us; it's in us. We have to. We have to. Our mindset should be what Jesus' mindset was: letting that spirit that's in Him govern Him. Is that easy? When we, we uh, they say let go and let God, but mm-hmm. our, our experience when we was in the world sometimes get in. Well, I know what to do. I, I well, you know, I've been in this situation before. I know what to do and get ahead of God. And then when we get the Bible, we say, "Oh Lord, help me." But we should have waited. We should have waited and 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 let the Lord let us do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. At these given times, I I personally have to walk, walk 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 very light and do stuff prayerfully because I know how to run on my own juice. And every time I run on my own juice, I get myself a free pair of, of silver silver uh, bracelets and three hots in a cat. <laughs> amen, amen. I, I think that I think that one thing that when we look at Paul, that Paul, Paul, out of a lot of people in the Bible and in the New Testament, Paul told us a man that did not walk with Christ in the flesh, but walked with Him in the Spirit. Exactly. And amen. That that and and just staying where we at and going back to where you were in Romans, one thing that Paul showed us and he told us a reality of how to walk in it is not to think that we are holier than thou. He Amen. said one Amen. thing that even when I desired to do good, you know, <laughs> he didn't. And, and 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 we don't want to take on, how can I say this, Holy Ghost? We don't want to take on the responsibility of our downfall. We no. want to blame it on the devil, or we want to blame it on other people. And that's religious that's people right. always want to have yeah, something to blame right. on somebody. The, the, true people, the true people in Christ Jesus will take, will take responsibility for their own fall and not blame it on something else. Amen. See what I'm saying? This is having to be able to obtain the mindset of Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs> that we have to look at, at our own responsibility for the things that we fall in and, and, and reach out to Christ to pick us up. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but we won't, we won't testify about our downfall but we'll talk about our of our uplifting. We be, we need to be able to talk about both. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, that's, and, that's a, and that's a real person. And that's who who Paul was and and teaching to the Philippians. Even in the situation that he was in when he wrote this letter to them, that mm-hmm. that don't fall apart because I'm not there, but stand up and be who I and Peter and you to be when I was Amen. there through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And we'll see that when we, as the teacher 
continues on with the Bible lesson. In verse 8, we've been away from it a long while, so I'll read it again. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Paul again reminds them and reminds us that Jesus, he obeyed his father. And he humbled himself by allowing the Roman soldiers to nail his body to the cross. And he died like a criminal. Who do you know if they had the power that Jesus had would allow the soldiers to treat them as they did Jesus? Who do you know? Jesus, he humbled himself so much. And, you know, he had a problem just being quiet. We can we if somebody say something nasty, we get we we ready to get smart. And and, and the word of God in James one and nineteen says you switch to hear and so to speak. Yeah, we, we open our as soon as somebody say something to us, we ready to open our mouth. As soon as somebody look at us the wrong way, we ready to open our mouth. Who are they looking at? Or the rumors he said, she said, we got the clips in the church. But God said he said he humbled himself. He humbled himself and died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for me. He died on the cross for redeeming you, me, for our, from our sins. So why can't we learn how to humble ourselves? Why can't we, why can't we just shut up? Why can't we just shut up? And I say it again, humbling is one thing. But who do you know? That has, has any kind of power, like Jesus had the power, he could have he could have killed the Roman soldiers with a blink of an eye. Who do you know would have took all that mess if they could have did something about it? You, I don't think you know nobody. Okay. There's nobody. There is nobody that would have been still. Okay. Uh, um, here's a that it says, for the for the glory that was set before him, that he that he that he, that he humbled himself and went to the cross. Amen. Um, the thing of it is, is that Christ knew, Jesus the man knew who he who he was. He know who he who he belonged to. He was he was confident. And that, and reassured that the Father was going to resurrect him because that was the plan. But unfortunately, unfortunately, we was talking about the faith that we do our faith in God. Uh, as believers, we have to reassure, be reassured by reading this word that God is in control. And, and that we need to step out on faith more. As I see this, I'm speaking first to myself. We need to step Amen. out on faith more because although Jesus prayed, take this cup from me, mm-hmm. and the same breath he said, but not my will, mm-hmm. your will be done. But the glory be, that he knew that his father was going to restore him because he prayed. He said, give me the glory that I had with you before the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. He knew that his father was able. We must get in the mindset that God is able. Yes, he, he is. is. He is able. 
Thank you, Lord. On my way home from uh, with my granddaughter, walking through what, what, what I would say, uh, 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 the valley of the shadow of death for my spirit. I, I say, Lord, take me through it. I know that you're able and you're worthy of praise. You're worthy of our worship. You're worthy that we glorify you. Amen. Giving God his word back to him because he is he is worthy. Christ didn't have to say God was worthy. He knew God was worthy because he's the word of God. The thing of it is, he was guaranteed sure within his whole being that whatever go on, I know my father got me. Amen. And the only time you ever heard Christ sort of doubt God was, why have you forsaken me on the cross? And we know that now that, that the sins are covered with the blood, but the, but the blood was being shed then, and God can't look on sin because all our sins was on him. So we, he knew that because he preached on the third day, I'll rise again. It says, just like Jonah, I'm going in the belly of the fish, and in three days I'm going to be gurgitated back up in the life. He knew those things. We must be reassured that God is able to keep us, you understand, keep us from falling, and he's glory and dominion, you understand, and dominion and power. You know, we know that. But we have to reassure, we have to let the Spirit reassure us and and build our faith because he's given us a measure of faith. But now we must build on that faith. Just like he said, I gave one one talent, five talents, ten talents, and to, it had to be built on. But the man that hired his talent, well, he's taking that away from him. So the thing of it is, here Paul goes right back to Jesus, saying that, hey, this is what this is the sacrifice that Christ made. This is the this is our faith. This is what our whole belief stands on. You know, mm-hmm. that, that Christ was risen from the grave, that he's glorified, and that, and I'm not going to get too much ahead of you, that <laughs> everything, <laughs> on earth, heaven and everywhere else, Nick is going to, because of that name, Savior. Oh, man. man of God, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> you just jumped in to verse 9 all the way. Um, <laughs> but we thank God for you. Um. Uh, you want somebody to read verse 9? That's why. Do you, want me to read, do you want me to read verse 9? Sure, go right ahead. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him Amen. and given him the name which is above every name. And I, 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 there's a word that, that stands out here. That I wanna, I, I want us to talk about for a minute, and that's exalt. I want, I want, I want to just talk about exalt because the Bible says here, therefore God also highly exalt him. Uh-huh. We, we, we have, we have come to a point to exalt ourselves, and we have come to a point to let man exalt us into positions in the body yeah. of Christ. Come on, y'all. Y'all know I'm telling you. There's there's, there's self-made apostles, prophets, 
evangelists, mm-hmm. and exalted mm-hmm. them to them own self. Um, oh, God. Talk about and, <laughs> and, and, and the only one that exalts us is God. Yes. Because yes, if right. he exalted the son, whoever is under the son, he should exalt them too. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are not exalted by man, but we are exalted by God. Amen. Amen. Okay? And and why I say that, because right now I walk in the, the office of overseer. I didn't get exalted to that position by a man, but God exalted me to that position. Amen. You know? And mm-hmm. and, and, I, 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 and when I got called to it by God, God gave me the evidence in his word where he exalted me. He took me to Zechariah, the third chapter, and he said, read this, man of God. This was the confirmation that he exalted me. And now that I went to a man to exalt me to the office of bishop of overseer. Amen. And I didn't exalt myself. Right. Amen. But he gave me the evidence that if someone said to me, well, how did you get in the position that you're in? And I say, well, go to Zechariah, the third chapter. That's where God told me to go, to the position that I walk in now. Because it was by his word that he exalted me. And this is what he did with Jesus. He exalted Jesus' name to be the greatest name between heaven and earth. My Savior. Hallelujah. There's a big word here, Bishop. Because of Jesus' obedience. Amen. Because of his obedience. You get exalted because of your obedience. Not man. See, man, man can look at you and he, he ain't going to see, he might not see that obedience. But see, is what God sees. Paul said, nobody exalted me. Nobody made me an apostle. Nobody made me a disciple. God made me a disciple. I think you'll find that Galatians, Paul said it was God. It was God. There was nobody that said, you Paul, or an apostle, you Paul, a disciple. God made Paul a disciple. And it's because of obedience. It's because of your obedience. Your obedience to carry out the purpose that God has for you to minister the word of God, to proclaim the word of God so that all can hear, not some, so that all can hear, that they too might be saved. It's because of this obedience that you, the, the elevation comes. I just want to zoom in. Let me finish, please. Exalting him to sit on the right-hand side of the throne till his enemies are under his feet. And then he, Jesus, was given the name of all above all names, God. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So whose name is above all names? God's name is above all names. And Jesus was given this name. Jesus was given charge of the universe. Yes, Satan has, is the prince of the air, but Jesus was given charge of the universe. It, it was because of his be- obedience. Because he, he let them so the soldiers put him up on that cross as they put the nails through his, his, his um, palm, or, um, his, um, palm of his hand. He was the one that they put 
they crossed his ankles and they put the nails through his ankles. He was the one. They took a, 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 a crown of thorns and put on his head. It was he. He could have stopped it. He could have stopped it, but he was obedient. He was obedient to his father, something that nowadays that a lot of kids are not even obedient to their parents. But it was God. It was Jesus that was obedient. And that that is why he was elevated. And Paul wanted to remind, again, Paul, the spiritual leader here, wrote the letter. He wanted to remind them that because of obedience, because of obedience, it's how Jesus will help you to live your life according to his word. Obedience, read, study his word, apply it, implement it into the areas of your life. It's because of your obedience. One day we will, we, we will all be elevated to eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. I, I'm going to be that number. What about you? Uh, that's a charge. <laughs> but you know something? I just want to say it, uh, not thinking anybody or any other listeners or anyone uh, uh, don't know, but his name Savior, Yahshua, Savior, mm-hmm. Savior. It it was it was exalted because he saved. His name would be. He was going to save his people. His name is Savior. That's his name, Yahshua Christos, Savior. Savior, that's his name. Amen. That's like Yahshua. That's what Joshua named, Yahshua. He saved the people from dying in the desert after that generation died off. He took the name. He, he saved the people by crossing the Jordan and going into the land of Canaan where they, where, where they didn't have to starve and have to plant and nothing else. Christ the same, Christ just like Joshua, in the ending of this life on earth, he take us to the promised land where we don't have to eat or drink anymore. He sa- he saved us. He saved us from ourselves. He saved us from hell fire, and he's saving us from the whispering of of, of our own lust and temptation. Because James say we fall away with our own lust and enticed. Like like over she was saying, we we blame it on the devil. Wilson say the devil made me do it. Yes, yeah. there's, there's two wills, but the fact of it is, the name at the name of Savior, because if you're not saved, you're gonna need to be saved. But I'm telling you, if you're not saved at that day, you're gonna fall on your knees and say, Savior, I need to be saved, and hope it's not too late. My Lord, my Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 To Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God, the Father. Uh-huh. That's right. Right. Because that's who we bring glory to, God the Father. But, but what, what God showed us here, 
And what Paul was showing us here by by saying that he was showing that what happens when God exalts you. Right. See, this is what he showed us that what happened when he exalted the son, mm-hmm. that that everything became obedient unto the son. Right. You know when God exalts you in position inside the church, that everything will come obedient unto his exaltation of you. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to catch that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people wonder why they have opposition inside their ministries, and sometimes it's because God didn't exalt them to the position that they're in. Right. If God exalts you to a position, you will you will be just like it is with Christ Jesus, that everything will be obedient unto his <laughs> exaltation of who you are. Can, you can I say something? Mm-hmm. Yes, you I can. think when God exalts somebody to a position or gives them a title or a position, and you find that in the body of Christ, if somebody speaks to them outside outside of their position, and if they get offensive or they're trying to correct you, well, don't call me so-and-so because I'm so-and-so, God never gave me. <laughs> Amen. So I'm saying, it doesn't matter what man thinks. It's what God thinks. That's when I know did not give them that position. Because if God gave them the position, somebody called them Sister Watermelon, their prophet, that I know, and it doesn't offend them, that I know that God gave them that position. You see? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I thought about what you just said. I'm sorry, what is your name, ma'am? Sister Carol. Sister Carol. I thought about what you just said. I remember that um, uh, uh, an apostle told us that uh, you should, uh, when I, all that I do for you, you should pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have some people with titles that feel that they're doing a work, and the Bible says that a workman shall be paid according to his hire. Right. And, and, and they want to take it in every position that, they, that they're that in by according to the titles that they're working in. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a scripture that's been taken out of context when a man says, well, you know, I'm an apostle, and you should pay me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because that's not a man speaking of the spirit, but he's speaking of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what oh, yeah. uh, uh, One thing about me, um, I don't care what you call me because I know who I am. Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I, went to a, I went to a funeral a couple of years ago, and when I walked in, there's a lady who lived to be 100-something years old, and she was a, mm-hmm. a very very profound person inside the church um, and 
in the Church of God in Christ. She was very, very elected. So when I walked in, people were saying, yo, what's up, Apostle? They were saying, hey, what's up, Prophet? Hey, what's up, Evangelist? And these young dudes, they sat me at the table with these young guys, and these young guys said, well, who are you? They just called. I heard them call you Apostle. I heard them call you Evangelist. I heard them call you Pastor. They said, well, who are you? I said, well, I walk in fivefold ministry, so I mean, if you call me reverend or minister, that's who I am, you know. And they turned around and said, well, I'm a, I'm an overseer, I'm a bishop. They had on their little blue shirts and red shirts, and I said, okay, well, who are you? <laughs> well, you didn't tell me nothing. You just told me some offices that you're in, but who are you? They could not understand because when God gives us a gift, the gift gives us a title of who we are. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because that's who God has designed who you are. Whatever gift that you walk in, when you, when, when you walk in your first gift, that's who God says you are. The other gifts or the other offices, he allows you to operate in them. Amen. If you, if you read the Bible, if you read the Bible carefully, you'll notice that after Paul died, that Timothy and the rest of them did not never change their name to apostle. Right. Okay. Right. But right. they still operated in the office of apostle by establishing churches. Mm-hmm. They were able to walk in the gift. But they wasn't. They wasn't. They wasn't. Mm, 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 mm. They wasn't named or right. titled by the gift. Right. And that's you know, and, and and that's what we 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 come to understand about people with titles. That I'm gonna tell you one thing, and this is and this is not, and 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 I, and I know Pastor Perez could agree with this. It's not the title that make a person; it's a person that makes the title. Because yeah. when you're walking in the true spirit of God, you'll make people notice your title or who you are. Amen. Amen. Because you, you can have a title, you can have a title and not be respected as the person that holds the title. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Come on, y'all. Y'all know y'all got some people that walk in titles and you don't respect them because they don't walk in the fullness of Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Pull it up in the morning. Oh. They're all loud and loud and loud. Hello? Oh, dear. Amen. <laughs> was that Pastor Perrin talking? No. Yeah. Is, that, is that Pastor Barry Perrin? No, Jenna. Huh? It didn't sound like him. Oh, that was me, overseer, that was just talking. <laughs> All right. And I know that, but I was talking about uh, Pastor Perrin that's on the other end. Oh, no, she's gone. She left. Oh, that's a woman. Okay, yeah, that's a woman. She just, yeah, she just left. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we know Pastor Perrin. And what yeah. you're saying is the truth. Uh, at, 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 our, at, our, at our mother church... I, I, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm just a doorman, but when the bishop preaches, I'm the bishop armor bearer. I never tell nobody that. 
He only allows me to pray over him after he preached. Amen. My wife knows that. Mm-hmm. Whenever he calls us to go with him and he preach, or even at the, at our mother church, I'm the only person that, that that's supposed to pray to pray over him or to attend to him. But my position is just I'm just a doorman. That I got the title of minister because I minister to the bishop. <laughs> when I really. That, that's how I got the title of minister. You know, I really don't tell people my name is Minister Washington or nothing like that. My wife do. <laughs> I don't. You know, it's that they, they have to find me worthy of that. And, you know, the whole thing of it is, is that the Lord has to, I have to allow the Lord to work through me for someone to see me to be worthy of that. Mm-hmm. For me to elevate myself and exalt myself is it, 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 like a dunghill. Can I can I can I just help you out with that, bro? When you get a chance, go and read Ephesians, the third chapter. And when you read the beginning of that, in fact, I'm I'm just gonna read it for you, to you. Go ahead, real, real quick. Um, just because of what you said, and, and I just taught a church about that, that same thing. But Ephesians, the third chapter, it says this. At the top of it, I think it's the third or the, the no, it's the fourth chapter. I'm sorry. Okay. And it says, I dare beseech ye. Uh-huh. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of God, of Lord, of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of your calling uh-huh. with which you were called. Amen. Amen. I don't have to worry about nobody else validating my worthiness of walking what God called me to walk. Amen. I didn't want to give you that. They they don't exalt my calling, but God exalted my calling because he told me that for me to walk worthy, not to worry about how somebody else feels, am I worthy to hold that calling. He told me to walk worthy in what he called me to walk in. Amen. So no man or no woman validates my calling. Because right. my Amen. calling is already validated by God when he called me. That's yes. Jesus. Jesus. I just wanted to share that with you. Thank you very much. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, right. Jesus. Because when we walk right. down the street, he's the one He's the one ministering to people out the street. He's an outreach minister. He reaches out. Amen. Amen. Everybody and anybody. But I want to, in verse 10, Paul, he wanted to remind us, Philippians, and remind us that it is at the name of Jesus that every knee, your knee, my knee, shall, must bow. We must bow down, Jesus Christ. It's every knee. Not this person needs, that person needs. That every knee must bow. We must bow our heads in, in prayer. We must get down our knees to pray. Not everybody can do that, but you can. Everybody can bow their head. We must worship the Lord Jesus Christ. This, this right here. The spirit in the tree. Yes, it's we must worship the Lord Jesus. If you really need this, if you're not just shaking it. And it's not just words that you want to get noticed for. 
You should be bowing your head and praying. You should be worshiping Lord Jesus Christ. It says we worship God in the Old Testament. We worship Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Even in heaven and on earth, and even the things that are under the earth, in hell, we all must praise the Lord. Everyone will praise the Lord. Everyone. Everyone in heaven, on earth, and in hell will praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you serving the Lord? Are you living according to the world? Or are you preparing to go to hell? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go past that. But right here, he's talking about what Jesus said one time, uh, what was it, in Luke. He said, if you're ashamed of me, it says that when I come in my glory with with, with the holy angels, I'll be ashamed of you before my father, if you're ashamed of me. This is what he's talking about. When he comes, when he cracks that sky, and all all the hosts of heaven comes, and and those that are left, because they fight about when the rapture is going to be before, after, you know, Mm. uh, uh, you know, but this right here, when Jesus comes in his glory, when he comes in his glory, and if we see him in his glory, you can't do nothing else but bow. Amen. But first of all, like God said, when, when, when John the Revelator said, I felt like a dead man when I see, when, I, when, it, when heaven was opened up to me, mm. and, I see the Lord, and I see the Lord on his throne, he felt like a dead man. So we ain't, we're not going to do nothing less. And the, and, the, and the dead that come out the ground that was under the earth, and and those that even in, in hell going going to fall at his glory, because his oh. glory is so is so powerful that the only thing you can do is fall out, and and it's, hey, that's all you're gonna do, if you want to or not. At, at the glory of God, you are gonna fall on your knees. Amen. You know? Amen. Sorry. Amen. 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 But that's why it says that, and it finishes up so we can move on, y'all, um, that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory oh. of God the Father. We, we will acknowledge that he is who he is, that he will be glory. Be glorified before God. And through, and through our mouths of humbling ourselves and lifting him up, that he is glorified before the Father. Amen. It's through us that he is glorified. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Paul again in 11. Let me give us another reminder that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm. We all must confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. If we truly say we believe in him, we must confess it. 
We must not just confess it with our mouths, but we must also believe it in our hearts so that it becomes a mindset that Jesus Christ is Lord and it is for for it. It is for for it that it's for the glory of our of God, our Father, that we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To glorify our Father. My God, I ask you, have have any uh, you guys on the line, I shouldn't even ask you this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Have you confessed with your mouth to Jesus the Lord and really meant it? Uh-huh. Do you truly believe in your heart? Do you really have the mindset that Jesus is Lord of your uh-huh. life? And do you know that it is for God's glory that we confess that Jesus is Lord? Come on at me. Who are you, who are you referring it to? Anybody, anybody can answer. Amen. Well, I, Amen. I know Jesus. I know Jesus is Lord, uh, uh, and and ruler of my life because I'm allowing him to be. I'm allowing him to be. Excuse me. Did you say you are you allowing him to be? Yes. Okay. That's only, that's the only way he can be is if we allow him to be. Because he's not the guy that can come in and force himself on. Uh, the man, the man of God is saying, because I heard that question, and it was like, it was like, you are yes, it is on us. The only way that God can move on the earth if we allow Him to move. Amen. You, you see, you see, a lot of things that people don't study in the body, in the body of Christ and teach that there is a manfold that God has of what he can do on earth and what he can't do. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's why from the beginning of time, from the beginning of Adam and Eve, that God always did everything on the earth through a man. Amen. And through a woman. When you go right. from, from Genesis all the way back to where we are right now, everything that God did, he did through a man. And then when his son came, his son had to come into the image of a man to be exactly. able to operate on earth. Amen. Right. He had to give up his divinehood. We read that earlier, that even right. him being divine, he had to sacrifice him his divineness to be, yeah, able to, to be able to walk, to do the will that the Father had put it in him to do on the earth. My Lord, my Lord. Mm. And when we look at that, we have to understand that one thing, that it is through us, willingly, right, that he is able to operate. Because right. if we shut down on him, he can't operate. No. And then the devil, would ha- the devil would have his way. Right. That's where we, when we, when we stop letting God, when we, we, when we stop allowing God to work enough, we call that backsliding. When you when you put your hand to the plow and it says that you look back, you're not worthy of the kingdom. We make ourselves not worthy. And and I and like Paul said, I was the chief sinner in my life. It's it's our willingness. Because remember, it says that he stands at the door and knocks. You have to open up that door. And and hey, when you open up that door, you allow him to come in. So oh. as I as I yield myself to the Lord. To be used. Amen. Because, you know, that, that's, 
That's the whole key. God ain't supposed to tell for you because when Adam took back his will, when he when he started running on his own juice, what happened? The Lord put him out the garden. Mm-hmm. And he and it doesn't say he no longer and it, it, it doesn't say that he no longer came and slept with him. He had to work down. When it was given to him, and now he got to work for it by the sweat of his brow. Amen. He blew it. He, he, he blew it. You know, but now that Jesus came, you understand? And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. My Lord, my Lord. You know, we leave him. He ain't leaving us. <laughs> we grieve the Holy Spirit. You understand? When we, when, when we do our stuff. Amen. You know, okay, y'all, we, we need to move through. Let, let's yeah. do all the way tonight to 17 because it's getting late. And yeah. And we're taking a lot of time talking about a lot of things. So let's try, and then we'll just come back next Monday and finish it up and move into Chapter 3. We're okay? In, um, okay. We're in the second, we're in the, uh, the second part of Paul's letter. Shout yeah, we're in Shout uh, brightly for Christ. We're in... Um, we're no, no, I'm saying tonight... Let's um so we 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 expounding on a lot of things. So let's just finish verses twelve to seventeen and then come back okay. next Monday and do nineteen all the way going into as far as we could get in chapter three of Philippians. Thirty. Go to thirty. No, no. Yeah. Next week we'll do nineteen to thirty, mm-hmm. and if if we still have enough time, we'll open up and go into Philippians, the third chapter. Uh-huh. Okay. But we we we're taking a lot of time expounding on yeah. a lot of things here. <laughs> but but it's not bad. I'm not saying that's bad. We because we need to get a good understanding to what yeah. Paul is telling the church of Philippians. Amen. So in the 12th verse, it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence. Oh, come on now. Mm, My Lord, my Lord. Paul Paul told him that you listened to me teach and instruct when I was in your presence, and now that I'm no longer around, it is more important that that you abide. Follow these instructions so that you, he didn't get to the other part of it, can work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So that you can work out in your soul, your emotions, your own salvation. Work it through with your with with your fellow believers as well as the lost. You have work out your own salvation, but there's other people going to be involved. There's other people can make you lose that salvation. That don't mean to really lose it. But make you step a step away. And you know you go you say you're gonna put your I'm gonna put my religion on the shelf for a minute. Oh, really? Are you? Are you? Are you really gonna do that? Are you gonna put it on the shelf for a minute? It's, I say complete what has begun in you with fear, believing in all of the Lord and trembling. Depend on God for what is your purpose. Depend on God, not on yourself. Depend on God. We got to work through a lot of things. 
Working through our own salvation, my Lord, my Lord. What about me? Mm. Anybody want to pick up on it? Are you working on, working out of your own salvation through your study of the Word of God? Uh, maybe you need to read. I'm Love. sorry. Yes. Uh, overseer said, "Read through it," because we're running out of time. Oh no, no, no! We, we can expound on it. I mean, I mean, when we finish and get all the way to the to the end of seventeen, we'll be through for the night, and we'll just come back next week to continue on with nineteen. But y'all can expound on that. I mean, are you working on your own salvation? Are you working out your own I think salvation? I, I, Yes, I think I am because the Bible told me one thing. It said, let every man and woman work out their own salvation. I can't work yours out. I can't work somebody else's out. But I need to work mine out with fear and trembling. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and the fear and the trembling that I'm working it out is because I don't want to lose it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, that's where my fear and trembling comes because I don't want to lose what I obtained. Freely I was given it, and freely I can lose Amen. Uh, um, I want to read something out of, out of this Bible here. Excuse me. Uh, uh, that, that's uh, in, in, in verse 14. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Oh, yeah. It says, do everything without grumbling. For arguing, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's wrong. I mean, verse twelve. But we, God is, is, is verse twelve. God is working in you to make you willing and able to obey Him. Isn't that something? It says God is working in and through us to make us willing to obey us to obey Him. So it is not us doing it; it's God doing it. God working in us. And, and fashioning us from the inside out to make us to who he want us to be. But the, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can't work out our salvation if we got. We I'm can't like, do it. Yeah, but you know what? I, I understand what that Bible is saying. <laughs> but but I, and you read, what you read was verse 13. And, and in verse 13, Amon and I, I just I believe that, that, is, Ron, that is that is verse thirteen. Yeah, yeah. That's verse thirteen. And yeah. I believe that me reading out of the King James version, I received it much better than what that just said in the way that it was said. And and that's just me. Mine says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And, and and that's what God puts in me, a will, a desire, a, a, a want to do good. He, he, he puts a desire in me. He doesn't make me do nothing, but he puts right. a desire for me to right. do it. You know, from right. what y'all said, it's like God is in me. He makes me do these things uh, to please him. No, I said yeah. he's working. It says God is working in you to make you willing to make you willing and to oh, okay. make you willing and, and able to obey him. And, 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 but I think it's his will that doesn't make me 
It's his will that gives me a desire. What's that will? The good pleasure of him that's in me. And and that's what we have, a will to do good. And God gives us that will. He gives us that zeal, you know, to want to apprehend those things to please and do the things as well pleasing in his eyesight. And guess what? In the reality, we don't always do those things as well pleasing, even though we have a desire. We have a desire to do it. You know, it, it, I, I asked the question. Yes, you may, you might be reading your Bible, but are you really allowing God to guide you and working out your own salvation? Are you allowing God, or are but you trying to work it out yourself? Ooh. You know, the Holy Ghost just told me to, to say something, and I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. The Holy Ghost said, are you allowing me? Wow. Amen. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it was me that God sent to guide you. Are you allowing me to guide you? The Bible says yes. those who are led by my spirit. In Romans, it said those who are led by my spirit mm-hmm. are my children. Are we, are we letting the Holy Spirit lead us? to move in the will of God. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's, that's who operates in us is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right. Right. Are right. we allowing the Holy Spirit to operate in us and move us in the will of God? Amen. Right. Amen. <laughs> That's powerful. That, that, I thank you, Holy Ghost. That is so powerful. Yeah. Because remember, there's no good thing drilling us. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So, you, yeah. know, you, know, you know, that's why it told us over here in first in John, First John, and I'm just going to go and read it. And and a lot of people took this out of, out of context. But First John, it says over in the second chapter, and it says here in the 26th verse, these things are right under you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you were, you have received from him, and he's talking about God, abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie. And he's talking about the word of God. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It said you will. It said you will. You will abide in him yes. because you're allowing the Holy Ghost to operate in you to move you into the will of God. Right. That's part of our covenant. <laughs> my God. My God. Yeah, that's the, that's the promise. That's part of the promise of the covenant. <laughs> Amen. That's what it is. The God is doing the work. He done done the work, and He's doing the work in us. Okay. You know, if we take credit, come up, well, I'm doing the best I can do. The Bible don't tell us we climb up no rough side, no nothing. And Paul says, it's like a race. Paul says, it's like a race. The Lord ain't tell us we're running for our life. You know, people singing, singing those hymns, they ain't say we're running for our life. You understand? He say that we have the power to resist. He ain't say we're running. He said, we had a power to resist, to reduce, and to loose, mm. and to tread on. 
But see, but see, but see, this is this is the other part of what we're talking about right now. I, I want to share this with you. This is Ephesians, the second chapter. All right, and we're gonna. Just, I'm just gonna read from the eighth verse on on down. It says, "For by grace you have been saved through faith." Uh-huh. That not of yourself. It is the uh-huh. gift of God, not uh-huh. of works, least anyone should boast. For uh-huh. we, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh-huh. God prepared these things beforehand. Yep. He predestined our lives for us to walk in the good things of him. Amen. You know, that, that that before we even came on the earth, before we got in our mama's bellies, he had already predestined our lives to walk in the good works to please him. Amen. That's why the Bible says that every good work that God started in you, he is sure to finish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the word of God. Amen. <laughs> because it lets us know that that is not me, but it's him. Right. And all I got to do is allow him to be who he is in me, right. and I can be all I can be with him in all yeah. I do. Amen. Amen. A lot of people have to come to the revelation knowledge of that. Amen. Verse 14 goes on to say, do all things without murmuring and disputing. Now, Paul, Paul wanted them, wanted the Philippians again, and he wanted us not to forget that we should do everything without complaining and arguing. You see, we do things and then we complain about doing it or having to do them. Then you shouldn't have done it in the first place if you didn't complain about it. Why did you do it? You wanted something to talk about? You wanted something to say that I did it? Now you're going to complain about it. We argue over big things and over small things instead of agreeing to disagree and letting each other be right in their own eyes. Because whether we like it or not, if I don't agree, I don't agree. So let's just disagree to disagree. You can't, if once somebody has their mind made up, they are going to change their mind. And all the arguing and complaining and murmuring and stuff, I mean, it, it, but here, I think I got away a little bit away from it because here Paul was talking about again the division amongst the Philippians. They were murmuring and complaining. Stop murmuring mm-hmm. and complaining. I I I had until that you were all on one accord. Now that in my absence, now you're coming at each other's throats. Because everybody wants to be right. Every everybody wants to be right. And, yeah. and 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 the thing about it, that's why I don't don't worry about what you tell me. And if that's right for you, to God be the glory, because I'm gonna do what's right for me. <laughs> <laughs> because see, 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 I'm I'm grown to the fact that I'm not gonna be held accountable for following you, but I'm gonna be held accountable for what I need to follow. He says, oh, my people perish. My people perish for lack of knowledge. I'm not going to go outside of the knowledge that I'm going to see that I need to know to follow the Amen. knowledge to follow the knowledge that you know. You can preach to me all day and it sounds good, but I'm going to go and I'm going to investigate what you preach to me to find out is that the way I want to go. 
Amen. Because when I get before the throne of grace, I can't say, well, you know, Pastor Nadine was telling me, and I follow up, and God is going to look at me, well, you were stupid, because you should have been trying to find out the way you wanted to go. Amen. 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 And I'm just, I'm the Holy Ghost, but that's the way it is. You know, you, you, this is why that, you know, and I'll just take you for example, back in the day, a lot of married people, when I was growing up from a little kid going down south and being with my grandparents, some of them went to different churches. The husband went to the Baptist church and the wife went to the Methodist church. And then when they came home, they were unevenly yoked but didn't know it. They just thought because they went to church. But yet, when they, they couldn't study the word because they were both walking in two different visions. Amen. You know? Yeah, because now I'm following Pastor Nadine, and she's leading me in the vision that God gave her. Now, her husband, uh, uh, my wife is at his church, uh, 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 Minister uh, uh, Washington, and he got a vision, and now she's following his vision. Now we come back to one household, but we walk into two different visions. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so now our house, house is in chaos because what your pastor, that ain't what my pastor said, what my pastor said this, what my pastor said this. Now we at odds because we're not walking under the same vision. <clears throat> you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> Don't say my it. grandmother and grandfather. Now my grandfather... He was uh he was he was a Negro, all right. And my grandma was colored. I ain't know what that was. I know what it is. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, my grandfather was born in 1889. You know, and and he considered himself to be you know a Negro. That's right. And my grandma considered herself to be colored. And I'm saying, well, what nationality am I? <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but my grandfather, my grandfather was was, was he was a French American though. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, and that was and that was the thing. You know, what nationality was I? Like you said, they they came from two different schools of thought. Right. <laughs> Verse 16 says, that ye may be blameless and harmless and sons of God without refuge in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as light in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul here reminds them and also us that as we walk this road of faith, we must strive to live according to God's word, leaving our sinful behaviors behind us so that we can be harmless and without fault to others, as well as being harmless and without fault. So let us as believers walk into a room, and when we walk into the room, people should notice that there is something different about us because our light is shining, just as the Bible proclaims that it would. It would in a world full of, it should, in a world full of single people, our light should shine. Amen. Amen. I walked in that room, and I used to say, I walk in a room and you ain't see me. But I got past that because I digressed from that. If I walk in a room 
And it don't change. I mean, the, the favor that we get just from being the light of God. The favor that we, we get for just, um, it, when we're walking down the street the day when I had, went away from the surgery, the woman walking, the Muslim lady walking down the street, she crying. Me and John, we stopped. Even though it was time to go to the hospital, we asked if she all right. Right there, we prayed for her. You understand? Because we are, we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. We have to leave our sinful that, that behavior, that thinking, 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 that thinking way of doing things behind. We must be harmless. We must be without fault. We have to think on things before we say them. We have to think on things before we do them. And a lot of times I tell people in a minute, so let me talk to God first and see if God got to say about it. Or you got to talk to me, I got to talk to God. Because if I go on my own, run on my own juice, and just say, okay, all right, I agree with you. See, when I'm standing before God, I got to stand before God for myself. I can't stand before God for what you told me to do. So I was just stupid when I'm sitting there listening to all that you said, and you the devil's pardoned. So when I stand before God, I'm standing there, fault harmless and faultless. And Paul was telling the Philippians that they had to say when it that they had to learn how to be faultless. They had to learn how to be harmless. And and one thing, they, like I said before, that division that was among them, they had to learn how to not destroy each other, to be there. As he said in the beginning, we must be here for each other. In my presence, you do it all right. But when I'm gone, you want to change it, you want to change it all around, you want to do what you want to do. And then you always got those ones that want to... Um, uh, the big head ones that want to now, the past is gone, so now, now I can do what I want to do. Or I can take over. Then people want to listen to me. So do I have any takers on this one? Only got two more. Hello? Hello? I'm going to phone it off. That would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it ain't going off. Hello? Well, I guess, I guess you could go on to the next one. Okay. All right. It's, uh, it's, I think it's 16. Uh, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I not run in vain, neither labor in vain. Uh, Paul told the Philippians, and he is telling us that they must, we must let the word of God go before us as we journey through this life. And then when Jesus, Jesus, he descends, he returns to this earth, I will rejoice, we will rejoice that I have not lived my life in vain. I will rejoice that I've not lived my life in vain. Paul telling them to keep living according to the word. Keep letting the word go before you. Keep letting the word guide you. Don't let you guide you. Let the word of God guide you. What is that in Philippians? I think it's clean up there. Yeah. Yeah. 
is four, especially towards the, towards the walk, um, towards the mark. You got three and 13 and 14. I've not yet attained. I've not yet achieved. Paul says, I want to be more like, more like God. Paul says it over and over again. He wanted, and this was his church. This was his church, and he wanted his church to let the Lord lead them, not them lead themselves. Amen. Amen. I, I also like to just piggyback on you. What what also Paul was letting them know, don't let don't let my journey with you be in vain. That um, y'all go y'all go opposite opposite of what I have taught you. Because sometimes sometimes we have to understand that that we have to keep people in the midst of the word of God. That yes. our journey don't come in vain and them going astray from the word of God. Because then our, our whole time that we spend pouring into them and, and trying to keep them into the word, and then they go astray, our work became in vain. Amen. Come on, come on. You've got to understand that. You, you imagine working at something so hard, so hard, and then all of a sudden you come back and it fell down. Mm, amen. <laughs> You'd be like, I did all this for nothing. Have you ever been there, done something, and then somebody said, no, I don't want it? You made me do all that for nothing. Your work was done in vain. Amen. You build that house on that sand. That's it. And you want to you wanna be, and, and Paul is telling them, listen, stay in the word of God. Stay with Christ, that the work that I've done with you won't be in vain. Amen. And my, and my labor. Did you see the word? My, my Bible says labor. So that means that, that you labored with them. Mine says that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Don't mm-hmm. make it so that, that, that what I've come here and done and built with y'all was for all for nothing. Mm, and we, and we, we have to understand that, 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 that this is what we're doing now. Whoever poured in, pours into us from the beginning all the way to now, their work has not been in vain because we're still doing what they poured in us to do from the beginning. Amen. <laughs> it's, it's, like your, it's, like, it's like Minister Washington said earlier. If, if we backslide, mm-hmm. when we backslide, we make somebody's work look like it was in vain. Amen. Well, you know, you know, there you go. He's back out in the world. Come on, man. I just sit with that brother, play with that brother, cry with that brother. And now you tell me he done went back out in the world? Amen. Amen. You know? And, 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 and that's what Paul is pleading to them. Don't turn around. Don't go, go back. Stay in the word. Stay with Christ Jesus. Mm. Amen. Verse 17 says, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Mm. Paul is telling us, he tells them, as he rejoices and even at the cost of his life, he wants them, he wants us to serve God as faithfully as we can, 
so that we too can share in his joy. That's what he says. Go into our spirit from living for the Lord, living according to the word. Try it for yourself and experience what joy is thriving to live right can bring to your life according to the word of God. Are you striving to live according to what God has purposed for your life? Amen. 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 And, 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 and we're striving to. We're striving. You know, because because why, why I say that and, and, and what Paul is saying, let us be glad. In the 18th verse, he said, let us be glad just as well as he is glad for us because mm-hmm. we're striving. We're all striving. Ain't none of us perfected this walk yet. Amen. Well, we're all striving in the walk that we're walking, and we're yes. glad at the place that we have to have. Hallelujah. We're glad that wherever we're at in Christ Jesus, I'm happy to be. The Bible says, let us be, let us be content for something. And if anywhere that I can be content, then I'm still with Christ Jesus. Amen. I might not be where I want to be. And I might not be where you think I should be, but I'm where Christ Jesus has me to be. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and that's my joy. That's my gladness. That, that 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 when I wake up every morning, I wake up knowing I got another new day in Christ Jesus. I got another yes. day. I got another day. Hallelujah. And the thing about it is that when I went to bed, I went to bed in him. So if I don't wake up in him, at least I know I went to bed in him. My God. Amen. Mm, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> wow. That wow. was good. That was good. Thank you, Lord Thank Jesus. You. Thank you. <laughs> I like what he says. He says... And yes, if I am being poured out as a drink, often on the sacrifice and serve of your faith, in service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Mm-mm. Yes. God. My Lord, my Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, Jesus. We thank God for this Bible study tonight. We, we, anyone that's listening to this tape, because this will be on my page. Um, this is just the first half of Philippians, the second chapter. We will finish it next Monday, going from verses nineteen to thirty. And we just ask y'all to join Pastor Nadine Washington as she will come back to continue this next Monday. Um, Amen. Any of y'all that are, that are going to be listening to this on my page, please come join her next Monday and come join us as we will venture back down into Chapter 2. And I'm telling you, you're missing you're missing the word. Even though you're hearing it on the tape, it ain't nothing like coming to share with us and being a part. So we can Amen. Give a 
so we can hear what God has to say in you. Yeah. You may be able to lift us up and see something that we can't see because we don't see everything. Amen. So we thank God. Um, thank I guess you. we're going we're gonna to go on and close the house right now. We thank yes. uh, all those that came. We thank Pastor Perez who joined us tonight and also Sister Carol and some of the other ones that didn't say anything. We thank you all for being here. We thank Minister Washington for sharing his input out of the great city of Philadelphia. And we just ask all of you all again, come join us next Monday night at 8 o'clock as Pastor Nadine Washington will be going down to complete her study on Philippians, the second chapter. We ask you to join her on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. She will be closing out our revival, A Woman is a Gift, with Pastor Terry Austin from Virginia, Suffolk, Virginia. So we ask you to come join them and have a glorious time in the Lord as they close out God's revival. Amen. At 8 o'clock. So with that, we're going to say we love everyone. We had an awesome time with the Lord. Father God, we thank you once again for letting us be in your word. We thank you for the woman yes. of God and for those that came and shared. It was iron sharpening iron, Father God, that we all are going to walk away with something, with something poured in us, Father God, that we'll be able to share with somebody and we'll be able to lay before somebody's table and let them know about what, Philippians 2 is saying about how we need to walk in Christ Jesus. And we thank you for all that has been done. In Jesus' name we pray. We also ask you, Father God, to cover and look over everybody during the course of the night. Distribute your angels to, to, to stand over them. That the adversary may not do any harm, hurt, or danger to their mind, body, soul, or spirit, or enter their dreams or visions through, through the course of the night. And then we have a peaceful rest inside yes. of you, Christ Jesus, through the course of this night. Father yes. God, we thank you. For you said ask and we shall receive. So we ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus said ask the Father in my name and he will do it. So we ask in his name that it shall be done by him. And yes. all that we had asked tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we always as we always say in leaving this line, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, we love everybody. And I always say smooches, smooches, smooches. Everyone have a blessed and wonderful night. Thanks. God bless you. God bless.
Yes.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.